crying person with a mask on over their face. You know the meme I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yes. It's like oh, I know. you're very I angry, know. but you've got the mask on. You're yeah. trying to be happy. And they're telling us they're happy as hell. Boy, they're telling us that they got the guy they wanted, that they're about to be tougher, they're about to be better, and they don't care about that out west. But I don't think Oklahoma fans really believe everything they're saying. I think Oklahoma... I would actually, I would put them in the Florida State category. I really would. And, like, the, the meme that you're talking about is absolutely correct. I also think of Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker where he's, like, crying and his makeup's crying off, but then he's, like, holding his lips up like that. Right. That's what I feel like Oklahoma fans feel right now. They're going to put on some front and say, but they're, but the thing is, they haven't even put on a front. All they've done is about Lincoln Riley. So maybe that changes. Well, they believe, they still, I think they're acting like they believe Brent Venables is the one to lead them back to where they ought to be. I think they they like Brent Venables. They they think the future is going to be great, but they're not 100% sure. So I, I feel I like. I think they're talking themselves into it. 100%. Who who was that? Uh, Barstool, unnecessary roughness. <laughs> that was Brandon Walker, and the girl talking is the one that called me the dumbest mother blanker ever uh, two days before the OU A&M Cotton Bowl game. And here I was thinking that they didn't know what they were talking exactly. about. Exactly, yeah. But yeah. sounds yeah. like yeah. They, oh, yeah. they're, they're She out. has a history of being right. Yeah, they are <laughs> on top of things. True story, by the way, that did happen. Huh, wow. Well... Uh, Casey Smith is her name. Casey Smith. Well, I, they. Hmm. And not on the internet. That was in real person too. That that wasn't really. Yeah, that was like sitting next to her. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how that <laughs> happened. So it was fun. She did apologize the next day. Um. So the okay. hatchet is buried. I I would guess. I don't know. Haven't seen her since. But fascinating. Fascinating. Um, wow. Well, there's a whole lot there. There's a there's a whole lot that's wrong, man. Uh, I, do we look crazy to everyone else nationally? Like, I'm uh, convinced that we're all right. Um, I feel like we're all convinced that we're all right. And I think we're going to be, and it doesn't really matter what they think out there. But right. it, does everyone think that we're just, we're crazy and delusional at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And... There's, hmm. I'm sure we do this too. I'm sure we do this too. Um, I'm trying to think of a situation where where there's there's something similar going on. They tried to say Florida State, which I don't even know. I don't even follow close enough uh, to what's going on there. Uh, here's the thing, they. Or they're just like most people in media, and I we all can't have a total grasp of what's going on on the ground for all uh, what is it 250 Division one football teams. Uh, you can't be on the ground everywhere. You don't you don't really know what's going on at like for instance even Texas. Right, I don't really know what's going on on the ground. At Texas, I just use the history of what's gone on there to, That's pretty good to kind of predict what's going to go <laughs> it's pretty down. Pretty strong right? indicator, right? Wait, so you mean uh, I'm wrong that saying a five and seven team from last year is going to be bad again? Oh, right. Okay. All right. So all all they are doing is th- they think that because Lincoln Riley is gone, 
and they live in the moment of day-to-day reading headlines as news that, you know, Oklahoma is not going to be any good since Lincoln Riley's gone. Although Lincoln Riley's tenure here was really, really short, and it was successful. There's no doubt about it, but in no way does Lincoln Riley leaving leave anyone around here thinking that the program's done. I know some people suggest we're the next Nebraska. That's stupid. Or we're Maryland going to the Big Ten, but that's a fundamental mis- fundamental misunderstanding of the right. history and the the that's situation right. here and all that. It's so bad. they just don't know. They they just don't have any idea what it was like, actually, like on the ground here when Lincoln was here, and they don't know what it's on like on the ground now. With Venables here. They also so, don't factor in that even if Muleshoe did stay and he doesn't leave for USC, LSU, or whatever, dude, this would be about as hostile as an offseason as we've seen around here in a long time. I mean, the fan base would yeah. be upset. It, it'd be really hard to be positive about the program this offseason. It really would be. So, like, the national perception is a guy left and the entire fan base is – you know, just sour because they really like. I think there would have been a, a good, decent chunk of the fan base that the unapproval rate. I mean, I don't, the approval rating for him wouldn't have been very high this offseason. A lot of people would have said that you know maybe we need to move on at some point. This isn't going to work out. He was already getting. He was he was by far ta- uh, facing the the biggest pushback he'd ever have, and it wasn't even close. You know, the the interesting thing to me is. It, there's such like a, a weird dynamic. People do not understand that OU fans can be mad that Lincoln Riley lied about not leaving and not looking at it and he's staying here and I think people know me good enough to know that I'm not going anywhere and I I, I love this job. People can be mad that he fed them a bunch of mistruths for, you know, at least weeks, maybe way longer than that. People can be upset with how things went down, that he went to USC and and drugged some transfer players out there with him, that, you know, there was a coach he was going to hire was was recruiting for for both teams, really for one team, his, his future team. Like people can be upset about all of that, have fun trolling USC and, and trolling Lincoln, and still be thrilled with where the program is now. I for some reason people can't grasp that concept. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. Text line says I'd like to Will Smith both of them. Huh. Uh, I can't read about. I mean, you're seeing some of these right here, right? Um, <laughs> can Can I read this one that I have highlighted? Right. Probably not. Um, there's some bad ones on here. God, you guys are fired up today. Jeez. Well, you... Uh, I did you, get the reaction that I was looking for yeah. to start off the show. What do you make of it, huh? It was good so stuff. What? I think it's funny. And, you know, I'm sure they have a good show and they probably have a big following. But all I keep saying is it's it's fine. Just we're keeping the receipts, Okay. 
Just so everyone knows. Too many receipts to keep. It looks like a Walgreens receipt at this point. That massive two-foot-long <laughs> Walgreens receipt that you walk out with. That's what it looks like. Multiple of those. Do, has anyone in the history of Walgreens kept that ridiculous receipt? No, I tell them every single time, can you please keep the receipt? That's ridiculous. I'm going to get it caught on the bottom of my foot. And it's going to look like TP <laughs> walking out of the bathroom. Yeah, that. but th- that take, I think, is... Pretty common across the country. But I, I'll tell you who's not echoing that would be like other Big 12 coaches right now. Well, or, that, And that's what I asked you two weeks ago. And I think you gave me a lame answer and we circled around to it and had a better conversation. But I don't care what the national media dorks say about this hire. They don't matter. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm more interested... I would be more interested to hear the opinions of coaches out there, of coaches right. that we really respect. I would imagine that their thoughts are quite different, especially the the head coaches in the Big 12. Yeah. Because they probably feel like, dang, um, I'll give it up to the guy. Muleshoe had us on, on our heels a little bit early on, but boy, we really caught up to what he was doing. We found a blueprint to kind of slow him down. There was a blueprint to beat him. Now they're going in a totally different direction. Oh, my God, what are they going to look like now? Yeah. The potential for this hire is really high. Right. I think um, I, I, I think a lot of the, the coaches in the Big 12 probably felt like – the the proof is in the results, but probably felt like they were closing in on Lincoln Riley a little bit yes, in his offense totally. and his team. And how could you not when Kansas right. Kansas State probably did? I'm sure Iowa State did as well. Right. Oklahoma State, sure, yeah, half the league if not more. Baylor definitely did. Sure. So now there there's a wrench in the system. There is like you you've got a you got a different style going on you got a new offense you've got you got a lot of things that are that are all of a sudden taking place that you felt like before like we can we can gain ground on these guys in a bunch of different different ways but now it's just not the case they're going to have it's going to take a while to 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 build it up but they're going to have the best strength and conditioning program in the conference again you're going to be facing a, a fundamentally sound, detail-oriented squad. It's just going to—it's going to have a different feel to it, and I don't think it's going to be one that opposing coaches are going to like. Yeah, well, I—I I, uh, I have the opinion it would be very unpopular nationally because everyone likes the shiny objects, and that's what the previous head coach is. Mm-hmm. The ceiling of this program is considerably higher now than what it was previously because previously the ceiling was limited the you were only going to go as far as your offense if you had an elite offense if you had a 2017 2018-esque offense well you had a chance to maybe break through but if not your ceiling was pretty limited because you weren't going to win in other areas of the game right now I think OU as a program can win with the offense. I think they can win with defense. I think they can win with details. The ceiling is much higher because there are more avenues to win games now than there was previously. And again, I, that's probably unpopular nationally, but I feel pretty strong about that take today. Yeah. 
And we are, we're talking about kind of the end result. Right now, there's, they're, they're a long ways away. There's going to be growing pains, right? We're talking about what the end result looks like. And the end result looks like um, a team that can win different ways. It's not totally reliant on what's your quarterback going to do that day. Um, if he throws an interception, the game's over, you know, and we've had quarterbacks that are good enough to, to not do that. And, you know, go out there and just perform amazingly for 12 games of the year. But that one where they don't send you home. Yep. Great point by Peyton on the text line. We as a fan base are officially Baker Mayfield. (laughs) We got a list and we're going to keep adding to it. That is true. This fan base has a chip on its shoulder, much like that guy does. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And a hat tip to Peyton, by the way. He's the one that kind of uh, led me on to that clip that we played to start the show today. So, do appreciate that. It's so fascinating to me. The biggest disconnect is that they can't understand that you can be mad about the way everything went down and the fact that he he took players with him and just how the whole thing went down, you can be mad at that and still feel like you're in a better position moving forward and be thankful that it happened. Sure. Uh, you, if you can't understand that easy concept, then I can understand what they're thinking. Right? That oh my God, look at all the the hate for Lincoln Riley. That must mean that they don't they're not happy with what their current situation is. When that. Totally not even the case at all. Cody says, are we missing the fact BV brought the best OC in the country with him? Why does the national media not recognize Levy as a weapon? No, we're not missing the fact that Levy's really good as an offensive coordinator. Is everyone else? I, I mean, I guess. I, I think that's kind of the royal we, like, I guess, talking about how they're not even mentioning that. And, and it's true. It's true. And uh, you, we talked about some of the things that Gundy has said about him, that Jeff Levy's the most, uh, what was the exact quote, most complete offensive mind that I've ever been around. That's, that's Kel Gundy, who's been on the offensive staff with, what, three different Heisman Trophy winners? Oh, yeah, man. Four! Yeah, four yeah, 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 yeah four. Jay White, uh, Sam Bradford, and Kyler and Baker. Mm-hmm. Right, and and our current offensive coordinator, he's saying is uh, the most well-rounded offensive mind he's ever been around. <laughs> A so. lot of guys that have gone on to be head coaches elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I guess everyone's conditioned to, um, like, if you don't, if you don't hire your coach. From the national media approved list of coaches that are good, then it's just uh, it's it's not a good hire. Time will tell. We'll see what happens. But whenever you take best defensive coordinator, best offensive coordinator, throw them on the same staff, um, and that defensive coordinator happens to be a guy that's been waiting patiently plotting out his every move of what he's going to do once he finally does take over as head coach, waiting for the perfect opportunity, the perfect place. Um, And then that's whenever he jumps on, like whenever you put all that together, combine it with the back office stuff that he's doing right now. You, you got, you got a really good recipe. I mean, Matt Wells, Matt Wells is 
one of the more respected offensive coaches in in college football and had success at Utah yeah. State. Didn't work at, at Texas Tech. Well, no joined the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- there's no doubt. But you know, you got Matt Wells on staff now. You've brought in a bunch of different guys with different backgrounds and different specialties, and they're going to continue to add to that staff. So, I mean, it. One of the things is it's not just the fact that we're happy that Brent Venables is now the head coach. We're also happy with a lot of the the changes that Lincoln leaving set in motion. Much larger staff, much larger um, you know pot of money to pay assistance, uh, like things that are moving behind the scenes that were really just kind of stuck that weren't happening that there was kind of a lack of motivation to to really get the ball rolling on all of those things and whenever Lincoln left guess what nope can't wait anymore for those things and it set a lot of that stuff in motion that's part of the reason that that people are building excitement I think in 10 years we're going to say wow that was a crazy you know week however long it was that yeah, was a blessing in disguise that that happened for the program. Ten years, maybe. I mean, we've been saying it for three I, and I a half well, months. I, I don't think it's going to take ten years for us to say that. <laughs> I, I just had a year in mind. Like we're going to look back and say, "Thank God that happened." And honestly, for him, even though he handled it in a very childish way, I think um, probably the right move for him because the approval rating for him was going to be very low this off season. And the way that the program was being run, I just, I don't see, I wouldn't have seen that being turned around anytime soon. In 10 years, we're going to be saying, hey, who was that guy that was the coach before Venables was? You know, he's a, he's a head coach of East Carolina now. What's his name? He got fired at SC. <laughs> he got fired from the Chargers. <laughs> uh, I saw people... Uh, Throwing the joke around that he's interviewing for the Tampa Bay job. Pretty would it, funny. Would it shock anyone? No, no. Well, coast to coast. All right, quick timeout, opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line. I see you guys bringing it today. 651-3439. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Jets New York Slice is glad to be cooking lunch and dinner for you. That's right, Jets New York Slice is open and more. We have all your favorite pies hot and ready when you arrive. Order by the slice or the pie. We have all your favorite toppings and crusts. Wanting pasta, sandwiches, or salad? Jets New York Slice has it ready for dine-in or pickup. Call in your order at 237 237- 301 or swing by for dine-in or pickup. East off of I-35 off 19th Street near the USC Federal Credit Union. The ref, we're inside the Brian O'Haver Studios on this Thursday. Give us a follow on Twitter at Sports Talk 1400 and keep the interaction coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line. You guys are hot today. 405 651 3439. Before I get back to the text line, I feel like pretty much everyone's a fan of Jeopardy. You uh, you watch Jeopardy on the reg? You, you a big fan of it? I used to uh, whenever I was. Whenever I lived at home with my parents, and then in college, I watched Jeopardy quite a bit. Have not seen it in a long time. You want an opportunity to answer a recent uh, Jeopardy question? Ooh, okay. Let's hear it. 
That's Bo Jackson. Yes. Nerds, you didn't even know Bo Jackson? Seriously? It's like one of the more well-known athletes of our time. I'm not saying success. I'm well-known. Yeah. Bunch of nerds up there on the Jeopardy panel don't even know who Bo Jackson is. I remember... The host should have said nerds. <laughs> and just deducted canceled, points. walked off. Gosh. Um, I remember watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire one time. And it was like the $400 question, like maybe the second question, like where there's like throwing out jokes almost, right? And one of them is like, what sport do you um, stand on the green and try to roll the ball in the hole or something like that? And the guys like said bowling or something instead of golf. <laughs> and lost. Interesting. It was done. Good. <laughs> Didn't even use a lifeline for that one. Uh, no. Was Regis like, dude? At some point, you got to make eye contact with Regis, and he's gonna be like, hey, come on. No. Start shaking no. his head. Come on. But I come think on, the guy said like bowling final answer or whatever. <laughs> it's like, so confident he's going home. <laughs> wow. Amazing. But yeah, Bo Jackson, you got to know that. Is you know it's interesting because Bo Jackson, late eighties, early nineties heyday, and I we're we're thirty years removed from Bo Jackson in his prime, which he had a very short prime, right? Sure. So I I I bet like the new generation of why. Athletes, even you know, high school, college athletes, probably don't know a whole lot about or haven't heard any of the Bo um, Jackson I, I stories. Mean, I mean, I think kids in the South. I think he's just still such a living legend in the Southeast that yeah. they do. But you may be right. Other parts of the country. I mean, Kyler did the what the the shoot with the the same cover as as Bo Jackson. So I I mean that That's was pretty right. recent. Yeah. I think that was a. You may be right. Maybe I'm, I'm downplaying it a little bit. He, you know, when they did that thirty for thirty on him, I think that kind of brought it back to life a little bit. That's whenever the thirty for thirty stuff was still really big, and everyone was talking about each one that came out. You so. really enunciate the thirty for thirty. I just say was thirty. That what for, I, did? I just say I. I say thirty, f e r thirty. 30 for 30. For, <laughs> 30 for 30. Well, it's like one word. I'll just be up front with you. It somehow must have not came out properly because I, if if I enunciate something, it's a mistake. I, I You made it three words 30 for 30. I was like, whoa, I just one 30 for 30. <laughs> it's one word for me. 30 for 30. Yep, that's right. Well, Bo Jackson, come on, guys. He's, um, I still believe. Probably, like the best athlete I've ever seen. Hard to hard to. I really mean, argue. It, it's hard to to really argue that, um, especially two sports like baseball and, and football. Um, football can translate to other sports, but baseball is such a hard game to translate to because I, it, it helps if you have the physical abilities that Bo does, but. You can't just be big, buff, strong, and fast and hit a baseball. No. And it, it's it's one of, if not the hardest skill to master in, in all of sports. And, 
you know, he was not just a baseball player, but like a a a, a four tool standout. An unbelievable arm from the outfield, um, unbelievable on the base paths. Could obviously hit for power. I don't know how his average was. It probably wasn't great, but you know, playing two sports, I can understand how you would uh, probably slip a little bit whenever it comes to average and not getting nearly as many at bats as other guys in in training and stuff like that. But I don't know. Uh, impressive individual. Can you believe Marcus Dupree and Bo Jackson were both in the early '80s? No. I cannot. Yeah, what I don't what what year was And I guess Herschel Walker. Yeah. What year uh Georgia won it in eighty and I feel like Herschel Walker was actually pretty young when Georgia won that national championship. So in that time frame you're talking and there may not have been, you know, crossover with all three, but a pretty close time frame of Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, and uh Marcus Dupree. Right. It's pretty strong, man. No, yeah. What I'm trying to remember. I'm a dungeon master, and I knew the Bo Jackson question. <laughs> Friggin' nerds. Uh, let's see. Herschel Walker. He played Georgia in eighty to eighty-two. Okay, so yeah, he was a freshman in 1980. Yeah, when uh, Georgia won the national championship. Thought he was. Yeah, I did freshman or sophomore. Dang. Yeah, national champ in eighty. Yeah. Hmm. Took off work today, been fishing and day drinking since 10. You guys sound <laughs> better than ever. Ah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Now, you're the only one on the text line admitting that you've been day drinking since 10. We've got, judging by some responses, we have multiple people every single day that have been drinking since 10. You're just the only one that's admitting it. And I'm not looking down on taking a day off and day drinking at 10. Like, do not misunderstand me, Teddy. And in fact, I might give you a pat on the back for that. I'm just <laughs> glad that this individual admits it. Oh, uh, that's impressive. Deion Sanders, greatest two-sport athlete ever. Mic drop. Uh, I completely forgot Deion Sanders played baseball till I was going through my old stuff and found his rookie card. Yeah, he played for uh, my Braves for, for a bit. Yeah, what – you think that that's – I'll take Bo Jackson. Yeah, I don't know. How was, how was Deion uh, – I know he was – Definitely adequate, but I don't. Well, I it may be. Was, was he an all star? Some, some of you older guys can correct me on this. Dion had the better NFL career. Bo had the better Major League Baseball career. I feel like that's right, but if that's blatantly wrong, um, if you've been drinking since ten this morning, please correct me <laughs> on the text line. Yeah, I, I don't. That's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Bo is. Like career wise, like a lot of his numbers don't stand up a whole lot because of, you know, obviously such, you know, a horrific injury, hard to come back from. Came back and played some baseball, but was never the same. Uh, football was obviously way, way too short. So I'm really fighting the urge with all this Bo Jackson talk. Now, I was going to save it for later on in the show cause just because we talked about it on Locked In, but. Dude, that crap, Andy Staples. Um, 
his list of blue bloods right now in college football has got me all fired up today. I didn't see that. That was today? Yeah. I was just looking, by the way, that um, – He listed Auburn as a blue blood, and I don't – I'm beside myself. Uh, Auburn? Yeah. Auburn and uh, Penn State. Um, Herschel Walker had 1,600 yards rushing his freshman year, by the good. way. Pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Auburn? Listen to this list. Alabama – Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Texas, USC. What? Teddy is about to pass what out. What the right. hell's going on that's, here? I, that's what I've been upset about for the past hour. Penn State, are you serious? Auburn, are you serious? There's been more dumpster fire years than there's been championship years. Uh. I don't even know how to respond to that. Number one, there is way too many on that list. Yeah, I I, I put the list down to five. Five or mm. six, possibly. Penn State? Yeah. Two championships in the 80s. And that's really... That's, Michigan? That's it. 97. Split for a title with Nebraska. That's the last one. What's the what's the criteria? Does he explain himself at all? I guess have a stadium over uh, sixty five thousand <laughs> capacity. Hey, That's what it sounds like to me. About half of that list, Oklahoma State has been better than that group over the past decade. You're not lying. Yeah, you're not lying. Uh, Auburn, like I, I don't consider Florida State a blue blood, but my God, I would put in Florida State on this list way before I put in Auburn. You serious? Yeah. Florida State has won, obviously more recently, national championship than Auburn. Um, I don't know how many. How many does Auburn have overall? Two. Two. I think they got, what, one in the 80s and then the uh, in 2010. Florida State was pretty good in the 80s. Florida State was great in the 90s. And I guess after that 2000 season, they've taken a turn down. But Florida State's won a title in 2013. It's not close between those two programs. No. No. Penn State? I Yeah. There's some bad ones on here, buddy. But when is the last time Penn State – it's kind of hard to – they haven't played in a national championship game since the eighties, right? Eighty six is the Which I uh, guess they didn't eighty six is the last game. national championship. That never Penn did State's in the won. BCS era. Never played no, in a, uh, Penn State never played in a BCS bowl, I don't think. Well, twenty sixteen they were in the Rose Bowl against USC. Um so I, I mean that was a New Year six, but a BCS bowl, I don't know if I don't Well I'm saying like a national did. championship. They, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, like no, the no, no. The BCS they national yeah, yeah, championship. They never yeah, played yeah. in that. They've won what one like shared a Big Ten. Twenty sixteen, they won a Big Ten title, but I think they only have like four in like their program's history. That, you can't. Well, they were an independent until right, correct. But no, no. I like Penn State. I think they got an amazing stadium. I think that uh, they have one. I mean, a lot of people disagree with this, but that's okay. I think they've got an iconic uniform. I think they play really good football. They've had some amazing players come through Penn State, specifically on the defensive side. But it's just, no, they're not a blue blood. 
it's, it's not even close. It's to really being no debate. There's no debate the other way as to yes, they are. No, like I can make a stronger debate for Clemson, who wasn't on here, than I can Penn State, and I don't think Clemson's a blue blood. Michigan think- isn't either. OU. I'll still throw USC in there, but God, I hate them so it's much. It's hard, but... Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Alabama. There's your five. It's really not that difficult. Simplified it for everyone. Let me write an article on The Athletic. I'll actually give the right answer. If Penn State and Michigan are blue bloods, then Nebraska is the bluest of the blue bloods, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, won a championship more recent than both of those. I guess split it with Michigan in 97, right? right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, come on. Who it? Oh, man, it infuriates the hell out of me. That's Stuart Mandel. No, that's Andy Staples. Oh, and, Andy and, Staples. And here's what infuriates me the most, the more that I think about it, is I step back and say, how could you be so stupid? Then it's, wait, he's not that dumb. He just wrote this to get this type of reaction. Interaction. Which that, yeah. which I get that might be good for business, but that whole mentality of journalism just annoys me so much, man. Not really believing what you're going to write, but just writing something that's blatantly wrong so everyone will talk about it. Yeah. You, you got to you got to remember that stuff's supposed to stay around forever. And I guess if you pump out so much content, it gets lost in the wash somewhere, but I don't know. I, did I just see a flash on there that Michigan's a blue blood, whether you like it or not? Uh, was that on the text line? I think so. I'm going to have to uh, – well, you see how many unread texts we have yeah. here. I'm going to have to my, – my work cut out for yeah, me this We're break. late for a timeout. Let's get to a quick break. Keep them coming on the text line. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. At Landers, we're driven to serve. We're committed to supporting our community and everyone in it. That's how, together, we all make a difference from the go to work. That's hammered to left and deep, and it's a grand slam. This is your home for OU baseball. Sports Talk 1400 AM and 99.3 FM. The Sports Talk Network, the home of Sooner fans. Catch them all, young man. The Red Sports Radio Network. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on this Thursday. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman, we're in the Brown O'Haver studio today. Penn State is number eight all-time in wins. I'm not sure USC deserves blue blood status, ranked 12th in wins. I don't think that wins is always an accurate indicator in college football for determining blue bloods or not. Some schools have been playing football for a lot longer than other schools. But right. in, in Michigan's fight song, it says the champions of the West. Michigan's best run is a program. Ann Arbor was like the westernmost outpost of the right. United States during that time. Yeah, uh, Michigan was chalking up uh, eight and 9-0 and seasons for like three decades and then the Roaring Twenties came in. Okay, <laughs> so you got to the wins thing is like some of it is relevant, some of it's not. Now, the most important thing that we've got to do before we ever talk about who's a blue blood and who's not, 
We have to have at least some type of definition of it, or else we're all just throwing stuff against the wall. And I jotted down some things that I think absolutely have to happen to be considered a blue blood. Obviously, a long history of relevancy. You can't be uh, a Johnny-come-lately just all of a sudden because of a great coach you've put together a really good program. How many decades do you want to put that at? I, I said three. I think three is, I would say, since we've been playing the sport for 100 years, I would say 50. But You have to be relevant, like elite, win a, win a championship in five different decades? No, like, you don't have to win. Now, when it, you just have to be relevant okay. for that long. All right. um, now, the next one is championships. Okay, you have to have won championships, but... This is a deciding factor in in my opinion. You have to have championships under multiple coaches. I'm good with that. Because we're talking about a blue blood program. We're not talking about an iconic coach. Sure. There's two different things well, here. Well, that eliminates Penn State. Only one national championships with one coach. Right. See, and, and that's kind of the thing is, are we talking about the Penn State program? Or are, we, or are we talking about... Um, like just a great coach, dude. That almost, and I think Texas with is eliminated Paterno. anyway. But that almost immediately eliminates Texas with the the titles that DKR won. I guess Max, the only coach to win a title there, and he won one. That was it. Well, so they have two though, right? They have they have two coaches. They have two. But um, so right now, long history of relevancy, and that doesn't mean championships. But you do have to have championships under. More than one coach because we can't just we can't just throw it to one coach. It has to be about the program. Um, I think you've got to have an iconic logo that when everyone sees that logo, it's it's like synonymous with the sport that we're talking about, right? Like the Blue Devil, Duke Blue Devil. That's a, I mean, their signal in in basketball is everyone yeah, no knows doubt, what it is. Um, I think you've got to have... That would eliminate Clemson. Right. Well, I think Clemson's eliminated pretty much on everything that we've gone through so far. They've had multiple coaches win a title, though. They've had two different ones. Yeah, that's true. Um, but gosh, there's so much time in between. Like they're, they do not have an iconic logo. Their logo looks like every high school Tigers my, my logo. High school, my high yeah. school had Clemson's logo. Right. Exactly. Um, the net, Next, you have to have... A, a, a good long list from different eras of notable alum, award winners, like Heisman Trophy winners, All-Americans, notable players that went on to, to do things at you know different levels. I think you have to have that. Um, Big hit against Georgia. And I, th- I think there's got to be records involved. Like... Most wins since, or um, the most AP top, whatever. Like so there's gotta, not just one category that you file a blue blood under. It's a multitude of things. You have to make it through various levels. You have to have, like, it, it's it's a resume, essentially, yeah. is what it is. Like, your resume has to check out. And Parker and I were kind of having a similar discussion. And, and to me, what we kind of, you know, both fell on is it's not that hard. Y- you have to. It's not that hard to find out who the Blue Bloods are now. 
It's the teams that have been historically great in the past but are still relevant today. That's what all the blue bloods look like. Notre Dame's still relevant today. Yep. Ohio State, Alabama, OU, all still relevant today. They've had yep. past success. I, it is – I the, the term comes from, like, aristocrats, right? Like, nobility. There's there's a handful of programs that no matter what, like everyone knows who they are. They're they're thought of as like the real big boys. They're not just the the flash in the pan. They're not just good this year. They're traditionally good. What feels like year in year out, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter what's going on, this this place always puts out. A really good competitive team. Good point on the text line. Duke is not a blue blood with your parameters. Uh, With the one coach. Because of the coach? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think you can almost go with that, like, Villanova, we had that conversation. Villanova only – well, no, they they won uh, in the 80s without Jay Wright. They Did have a they? title. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We yeah. talked – was because they met Mirror Clemson They really Mirror close. Clemson, like, 2016 and 20 – their last two national championships were even the same year. Their first national championship was in the same decade, like three years apart. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I guess under that, like, Duke is – they end up kind of being like the Penn State, right? Except we just haven't had the the post Coach K tenure yet. You know, we're about to. We'll see what happens there. Because Penn State has has never been able to to really regain it. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off twenty four seven three sixty five on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3439. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns. Like the 2021 GMC Sierra. Built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate. This tailgate takes innovation. Practice your game by stopping by with our $14 lunch and launch special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You get one bucket of balls, a hamburger basket, and a fountain drink. Or take advantage of the discounted fees at Westwood after 2 p.m. 2022 memberships are now available at Westwood Golf Course. Visit the Pro Shop for all the details. Call 405-292-9700 to book your tee time today. Close it up, hour number one of The Rush. More football coming up later on in the show, but uh, come on, Teddy. Everyone knows that. I had to laugh at this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. You're giving all your parameters for what yeah. a Blue Blood school is. This text says, yeah, and no goofy alternative uniforms. Oh, wait, SMH. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, eliminate Notre Dame as well. Ohio State wears some against Michigan. I, or I have worn some against Michigan. Uh, I went through Duke just real quick because I thought that that was uh, interesting. Duke has had four Final Fours before Coach K, yeah. two yep. runners up. But this, I came across this, which I thought was interesting. They only played in the NIT five times. And in 1968, they beat Oklahoma City in the first round. Uh, but they lost to St. Peter's. How about that? Nice. St. Peter's uh, beat them by 30. St. Peter's was a big uh, ratings draw this past NCAA tournament. Ratings were good. Yep. They were. Um, 
Which, by the way, a Final Four is like a national championship in college basketball. Isn't that funny? Kind of. It, it's For some schools, not for every school. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's the only sport to where when you make the Final Four, you've like, like it's all money in the bank from this point on. You're, you're in. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Buffalo Wild Wings win-win value lineup gives you and your friends more for less. With buy one, get one half off traditional wings every Tuesday. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. And $3 tolls every day. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Ever wonder why someone would leave the roads they know for places they don't? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And when you're looking for the best liquor store in town where you can get professional advice, then go see Kathy and her staff. They have great specials this March. They also have great specials this March. Five Farms Irish Cream, Hess Select Red Blend, and Core Highly Rated Ukraine Vodka, plus much more. Shop local, head over to Joe's. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday. Follow their Facebook page for the latest information and you can call ahead for your order, 405-364-9262. Ah yes, spring is here, sandal season, summer is coming. Whether it's for walking, hiking, running the beach, or the pool, Brown Shoe Fit has you covered, and they have the perfect shoe for you. Hey, it's Chris Plank for Brown Shoe Fit and Norman, and they carry the top brands for your entire family. All your favorites, Brooks, Bionic, Chacos, Birkenstocks, New Balance, you name it, and Clark's, Steve has you covered. Brown Shoe Fit at 2427 West Main in Norman, behind the Chick-fil-A next to the Hobby Lobby. It's time for the 